Hello, my name is Rivi Frankel. Welcome to Torati Mecha Nach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. Today we will be studying Sefer Zechariah, Perak Bet. Yesterday we were introduced to who Zechariah was, when he lived, and some of the methodologies behind his nevuah, his prophecy. We discussed that while Zechariah was talking to the people of his generation, he was really sharing a vision of what the future of redemption would look like. We learned the first of his visions with horses, with myrtle that represented the Jewish people, not being broken by the beatings of the water representing Galut. Today, we are going to start with the second of Zechariah's visions. Verse 1, Pasuk Aleph. I looked up, I raised my eyes, and I saw, behold, there were four horns. And I said to the angel that was speaking with me, What are these? And he says to me, These are the horns that Zeru. Zeru is an interesting Hebrew word that the commentators debate what it means, but it's a negative, either an impaling or a tossed, um, a, a negative removal of Yehuda, of Yisrael, and of Yerushalayim. Now it's important to note that in his vision, Zechariah sees Yerushalayim, the city of Jerusalem, almost as its own entity. We have the people of Yehuda, we have the people of Yisrael, and then we have the entity of Jerusalem. The vision continues in verse 3 in Pasuk Gimel, Hashem arba And then Hashem shows me four smiths. And Zechariah asks, what are these four smiths here to do? And he is told that these four smiths are here to hew down these horns that tossed Yehuda, Yisrael, and Yerushalayim out. Now yesterday we discussed the number four when we saw the four horses and the commentators discussing great length what the f- number four symbolizes. We know that people like the Rambam tell us that we shouldn't dig too much into the symbolism of every little detail, but the four, the number four, seems to be a symbol that repeats itself again and again and again in the visions of Zechariah. So right away, many people would like to suggest that these are the four nations, similar to as we see in the book of Daniel, the four nations that send the Jewish people out into Galut, out into exile. But the Radak right away comes and says, hold on one second. Bavel, Babylonia, already came and was destroyed by Persia. So it doesn't make sense that when we see four, that it's talking about these four nations. Now, if we were to go back to chapter one, to Perak Aleph, we would see that that makes sense because there's the one horse that the angel is riding on or that the man is riding on. And then there are three horses separately. So perhaps that could still be the four nations. But here we have four horns and four smiths. And they're all grouped together. There's no differentiation. And so Rav Hirsch and others would like to suggest that in fact, these are four representing the four directions or the four elements, the idea of all encompassing, the idea that there is something complete taking place here. And so in the same way that B'nai Israel, the Jewish people felt that the destruction, including the first temple had been so complete, the destruction of those that come to hurt them, that come to harm them, Hashem is telling Zechariah, this will too be complete. This will too be all-encompassing. 
And that's the end of Zechariah's next vision. And if we look in Pasuke, in verse number five, we see the next vision that Zechariah has. And I look up and behold, I see a man and he is holding a measuring tape. Where are you going? Verse 6, the man replies, I'm going to measure Jerusalem to see how long and how wide she is. Verse number 7, And behold, the angel that was speaking to me comes out and another angel comes towards him. Verse number 8, Run to this young man, meaning Zechariah, and tell him, Jerusalem shall be a wall, a city without walls, and there are going to be many people and many animals contained in this city. And behold, Hashem says, declares, that I will be the walls for the city, a wall of fire around it, and I will be the kavod, the honor, the glory inside of her. It's a beautiful image of the development of Jerusalem, one that we can even say today that we see the beginnings of this coming true. Until 1860, if somebody said that they were going to Jerusalem, they were going to Yerushalayim, what they meant was the old city, what was inside the walls. And after Moses Montefiore founds Mishkinot Chananim and later different neighborhoods all around Jerusalem. Today, we go as far out as um, Gilo and as Ramot, and you can't even tell where Yerushalayim ends and Yerushalayim begins. For those of you that are familiar with the city of Jerusalem, is Mivaser part of Jerusalem? Not really, but it's so close together because Yerushalayim has grown so much beyond her walls, and it's filled with people. It's the biggest city in Israel today. And this image that we have of God saying, I will be a wall of fire around it, brings us back to the times that we were in the desert, to the times when we were a young nation right after the revelation at Mount Sinai. When God with his Ananei HaKavod, his clouds of glory, surrounds the Jewish people. And here at a time where even though the Jews have come back to Israel, they're still questioning, where is God's Shechina? Where is God's revelation? Where is God's essence being shown to us? Hashem is saying through the prophet Zechariah, don't worry, I will bring my glory into Jerusalem and you will see that I will be a protector for you and I will also be in relationship with you. And then the prophecy continues. In verse number 10, Pasuk Yud, hoi Hashem. Hashem doesn't just end with this beautiful imagery of being the walls of Jerusalem, but he says, Come away, away, come from the land of the north. Because I brought you there like the four heavens, the four winds of heaven. In Pasuk Yid Aleph, in verse 11. Run away, escape Zion. Those of you who sit in Bavel, what is Hashem saying? Those Jews that are still sitting in Galut, that are still sitting outside of Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, run away, come back, come back and partner with me. Because the only way that Jerusalem will be able to expand 
is if the people come home, is if the Jewish people say, ah, I see Hashem, I return to me. I see that Hashem wants me here and Hashem is encouraging those people, leave Bavel, come back to Israel. And we see at the very end of this, um, of this chapter, that there should be shouts of joy from the daughters of Zion because I will dwell in your mists. So Hashem is not just giving them a critique and saying, come back from Bavel, but Hashem is also saying there will be joy and it will be beautiful. Verse 15, in that day, a lot of nations will connect themselves to Hashem and they will become his people. But Hashem will dwell in your midst, Jewish people. And on that day, you will know that I was sent to you, says Zechariah. You'll know that these things were all true. What are the Jewish people in essence worried about with this specific verse? One second. If Jerusalem is going to be gigantic and all these other nations are going to come, where's our place going to be in that? Because for thousands of years, from our experience, uh, at this time, it's not quite as long in the time of Zechariah, but for a very long time, the Jews had a very special status. And so if the Hashem is saying, well, there are going to be lots of goyim rabim el Hashem bayomahu, there are going to be lots of nations that are connected to God on that day. But don't worry, because I will dwell in your midst, B'nai Israel. You should be comforted. You should know that the goals and the values that you have tried to bring to the world, your mission that was given to you on Har Sinai to be Hashem's people and be a light unto the nations, you fulfilled that mission. And don't be sad that that means that there's going to be other people in Jerusalem, other people connected to God, because at the end of days, God is going to dwell in your mists. V'nachal Hashem et the last verse, verse 16 and 17, Hashem will take Yehuda as his nachala, as his portion in the holy land, and he will choose Yerushalayim. Be quiet, all flesh before Hashem, for he is roused from his holy places where he sits. Don't worry, don't be scared that in this transition to a world where the entire population of the world, all of humanity recognizes God and Jerusalem is expanding, Hashem will take Yehuda as a people and there will be nobody that will raise a voice and say that the Jewish people don't belong here and that the Jewish people don't have a special connection with Hashem. It's beautiful to imagine this vision of somebody actually measuring Jerusalem. Because like we said, as we see today, Jerusalem has become so large that it's almost impossible to measure. And it keeps growing every single year. And I give us the bracha, I give us the blessing that as we look at these two visions of Zechariah, both the one where Hashem sends smiths to hewn down the horns of the people that destroyed us, but also the one where the positive, where we measure Jerusalem, that we ourselves can feel the closeness to the times of Geulah, to the times of redemption, and it should spur us to continue to do all we can to make this the time of the generation of 
the fulfillment of Zachariah's visions. Thank you for studying together. Le'iloi Nishmat Riva Schwab, Rivka Bat Alexander Sender.